It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. The Florida Gators will be without two starters for the first half of the game against Charlotte. We're going to talk about that and other potential depth chart changes here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast and network your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with whole nine sports, Giants country, NFL 33. Today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash college or enter promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a free water bottle with any purchase. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. And like I mentioned in, in the little cold open, whatever you want to call it, um, the Florida Gators are going to be without two starters and one backup against Charlotte. The backup being tight end Dante Sanders. The two starters being... Micah Mazuka, the right guard, and Damian George, right tackle. Those suspensions, of course, stem from the SEC, where it was throwing punches after a Tennessee player who does not matter took a cheap shot at Graham Mertz. As I will say this later in the episode as well with the interview with Hayden Hansen, I don't care for the suspensions because if you hit QB1, especially late, you deserve it. Like, I, I know that they have to be suspended and there's there's discipline. I get that. And I'm not a fighter at all. But when I played football, it was, hey, you hit QB1, the gloves come off. Um, that's still my approach. I understand the suspensions. I don't care about them. However, other people do have to start there. Personally, I'm hoping that Najee Harris, true freshman, gets his first start at right guard. I would like to see him start. He's been playing well. He's been one of the rotational offensive linemen so far for this Florida Gators line, and he's been performing well in that time. He's been very impressive to the coaching staff. Naishi Harris should be getting the start at right guard in place of Micah Mazuka. At right tackle, Lindell Hudson. Lindell Hudson, I mean, going into last week, I said, hey, Lindell Hudson should be the starting right tackle. Then Damian George had the game that he did against Tennessee where he absolutely annihilated. I understand Damian George has his concerns in pass protection. I do. But at the same time, if Florida's offense is as quick strike as it is in terms of getting the ball out of Graham Mertz's hands as quick as possible, that's not as important there, especially when they're running the ball as effectively as they are. So I'm fine with Damian George keeping his starting right tackle spot, but for his suspension the first half, 
give it to Lindell Hudson. Simple as that. However, I do have some other uh, depth chart changes that I would like to propose to Billy Napier and this coaching staff. First off, which I don't think is going to happen, but Trevor Etienne over Montreal Johnson for two primary reasons. One, I know that I spent a lot of the offseason saying, hey, based on 2022, Montreal Johnson is the better running back than Trevor Etienne because of his inside-out ability. They're both very explosive, especially to the outside, but Montreal was better in 2022 between the tackles and pass-blocking ability. I, Montreal is still the better pass protector of the two. However, when you have someone like Trevor Etienne who's hitting his stride both inside and outside of the tackles, I think you've got to get him as many touches as you possibly can. So for me, Trevor Etienne has surpassed Montreal Johnson, although Montreal Johnson is still great. Like this is not, oh, Montreal has gotten worse. No, this is Trevor Etienne is really freaking good. Okay. Like as a freshman, he was really good. And as a sophomore, he is really freaking good. Okay. He's taken strides. And that's an important part to talk about where Trevor Etienne, you have like, he's living up to that high expectations that we all had for him. And I think he's surpassed Montreal Johnson. Also, a big reason that I think that Trevor Etienne should be listed over Montreal Johnson this week specifically, Montreal Johnson got banged up against Tennessee. Let him rest up. You are playing Charlotte. Florida is going to be big, big favorites in this game. In fact, I'm going to check if the line is available right now, but Florida is going to be big favorites against Charlotte in the swamp after absolutely stomping out Tennessee for a second. The Locked On Top 25, which is voted on by us, Locked On College hosts specifically, for some reason, Florida is not the top 25, and that drives me absolutely crazy because Tennessee was number 11 in the AP Top 25. They were number 12 in the Locked On Top 25. So I don't understand how beating number 12 by two touchdowns doesn't get you in the Top 25. That makes no freaking sense to me, and I've said this about this I, I've, I've gotten that off my chest before with all these guys, but I just needed to get that off my chest here. Florida's currently 27 and a half point favorites over Charlotte. You're four touchdown favorites. You should win this game by a lot. Let Montreal Johnson rest up. Yeah. Put Trayon Webb ahead of him, ahead of him uh, on the depth chart this week. Do it. Rest Montreal against Charlotte completely because you're going to need both of the backs, Trayon, uh, in. Montreal Johnson and Trevor Etienne, you're going to need both of them healthy against Kentucky and South Carolina and this big SEC stretch that you've got after Charlotte. So rest up, Montreal. This is not a demotion. This is we need you. So rest up. I will also say that for this week specifically, Bryce Thornton, anywhere on the death chart as a second string or even start him. I don't give a damn. I know that that's not going to happen because especially uh, this is a young secondary as it is. They are all getting the experience that they need. Bryce Thornton should play early. I'm kind of torn on, I, I think he should play star. Uh, Sharif Denson should also play, but I think he should play star. However, I'm a little torn because Jaden Hill, who again has exceeded my expectations greatly, Jaden Hill is still learning star, so he's probably going to benefit from playing it more. But at the same time, he is one of the more experienced members of the secondary right now, if not the most experienced member of the secondary. 
So maybe rest him? That's where I'm torn. Because again, new position, experienced veteran. So it's, it's also, yeah, that, that's the iffy part. But I thought that Bryce Thornton played well against McNeese. And I don't mean like, I don't mean in any way where you can go, it's McNeese. Of course he played well. I mean, in terms of energy, mindset, being where he's supposed to be, the aggressiveness when coming downhill, when McNeese ran the ball, all that. Like, I would love to see Bryce Thornton get more run against Charlotte because I think Bryce Thornton is going to be an impact player here for the Florida Gators. I, I talked about that when he committed that his IQ was insane. Seeing him for this defense play more frequently would be awesome. Get him his run. Again, the only way to get experience is to get experience. So I want to see Bryce Thornton get as much playing time as he possibly can against Charlotte. I understand he's not going to start. I just want him to get significant burn. There's not many depth chart changes that I can even suggest. Like you kicked the crap out of Tennessee. I get it. Two scores in college football is generally not thought of as you kick the crap out of them. But this was one of those games where even though the offense did basically nothing in the second half for the Florida Gators, it never, at least from my side of things, never felt like Tennessee was coming back in this one. Even the Brew McCoy touchdown, it never felt like Tennessee was really coming back. It's like, congratulations, your one-off touchdown. You've been doing nothing all game. It, it never felt like they had a chance, and they certainly didn't have a chance because guess what, Tennessee? You suck. And it's as simple as that. We are about to be joined by Hayden Hanson, Florida Gators starting tight end. But before we talk to Hayden, today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by Bird Dogs. If you're watching, if you're watching or listening and you haven't worn bird dogs yet, what the hell are you even doing? Because you're not making good life choices, okay? Bird dogs are easily the most comfortable shorts I've ever worn. I'm wearing them right now. They're also the most versatile shorts I've ever worn. I walked. I need to tell you how much I walked the other day because it was absolutely ridiculous, but it, it was a lot. And it sucked, by the way. I wasn't a big fan of it, but hey, we, we do what we can. Uh, I walked eight and a half miles on Saturday before the Florida game, or before college football in general. I wore bird dogs, and I never even felt a little uncomfortable. I love them. Okay, skies out, thighs out. That's why I'm a little red here, okay? Because we were out in the sun all day. Go to birddogs.com slash college or enter promo code college for a free water bottle with your order, which you will need. That's birddogs.com slash college or promo code college for a free water bottle and you won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Joining me now for Lockdown Gators is Florida Gators starting tight end Hayden Hansen. And Hayden, I mean, I mean, just first off, great win. Like, there's just no other way to describe it other than great. Um, I have to ask though, because everybody's been talking about the crowd, just because we know they were awesome, they were loud, they caused a ton of issues. I mean, five minutes into the second half, Tennessee had used two of their three timeouts. It was just 
awesome to see that crowd. What was the better atmosphere from your point of view? Was it Utah 2022 to, to open the year or Tennessee 2023? Oh, dude, that's a tough one, man. Uh, uh, I, I'm about to go with just Utah. Just hear me out. Just because my first ever home game, you know, Napier's debut, there's just a lot of, you know, a lot of hype around it. I feel like there was a, just a tad bit more people there. Um, but I mean, they're very close, you know, um, same with the crowd reaction. So they, but I mean, this week the crowd was insane, man. I mean, they were quiet. We were on offense, loud. They were on defense. I mean, I, I just kept thinking, I was like, if I was Joe Milton right now, like, I don't know how I'd be communicating to my receivers. Like, it's, it was crazy. Well, I don't know how he did communicate to them, but he certainly wasn't throwing to them very often. So that was that, that was the fun part of it. A pass rush did their job. At what point in the game was it apparent to, to, to you guys, just the players in general, like, we're kind of going to smoke them? Like, like, at what point was it like, oh, this is happening? Before we even lock, walked out of the locker room, man. Um, I mean, we took – we just had a huge chip on our shoulders since Utah went out there and laid an egg. Um, we did what we were supposed to against Big East. We're like, all right, so what? But this was the first game where we had to go out there and put some respect on our name, you know, um, on Napier's name, just show everyone what we could do. Um, we got Utah out the way. We went back to work. And uh, big emphasis now is just to keep that chip on their shoulder and keep it rolling um, for the best competition we'll be playing. Um, I think Tennessee is just a start. We're definitely going to keep this thing rolling, so um, we'll see how it goes. What, what, how do you really, I guess, keep yourself not motivated? Obviously, we know you guys are motivated, but you mentioned the Utah game was like the first national showing that you had. This is the first showing in general this year, and it was a bad showing and just, just in general all around. And then McNeese State game obviously destroyed them. And it's like, well, it's McNeese State. That's what you're supposed to do. Tennessee is the next big test. You show up and destroy that. How do you kind of just keep that going where it's no longer? we need to prove ourselves following the Utah performance. Like now you've proven yourselves as at least viable. And then how do you kind of keep that carrying over? Yeah. So, I mean, um, it's, it's uh, we showed the world we could do. Uh, we certainly have a lot more work to do. Um, we have a lot more to prove. We got a lot of teams. I mean, if we put a pull up right now, us against Georgia, majority's going with Georgia. We got something to prove there. We got two big SEC road games, South Carolina, Kentucky, got something to prove there. Um, I mean, our goal is to be six and what is it, six and one, seven and one going into Georgia. Um, so I mean, just every week we have something else to prove. I mean, it's I mean, it's one thing we showed up and said we can compete with the best, and we uh, put our foot on Tennessee, but I mean, now we got to have a short term memory and uh, we have to just keep building on it, you know. And at, during the game, I know that the first drive you guys just walked downfield, it was just the easiest thing ever, it seemed like just walking downfield, the missed field goal. Tennessee quick drive where they scored with that little switch verticals thing they do, the just a pick play, whatever. How did you kind of, or, or what happened on the sideline there where you guys kind of got to keep your composure? Cause I feel like that's one of those times where great drive, no points come out of it. They score quickly and they're known for being that quick strike offense. And then you guys just answered the bell immediately after, I mean, the Trevor Etienne 62 yard run was, Hey, we could be explosive too, but but on the sideline, how did you kind of keep that composure throughout? So I mean, that after they scored that first drive, it was like almost PTSD flashback to Utah. We're like, oh hell no, this could not happen again, man. 
So, I mean, offense knew that sense of urgency to have. We're like, we cannot let this happen again. The reason Utah got away so quick because they, they had those quick score plays and offense just wasn't doing enough. So, this game, we're like, we got to we got to fight back. We got to give our defense a chance, you know. So, I mean, that next drive, we were just like, there's, we cannot take it, no points as it like no points as an answer. You've got to go down the field. We got to score. We don't even want a field goal, you know. And then after Trevor broke that long run, there's just a sense of feeling. Not relief, but like, all right, all right, we know what we can do now. I mean, we found our identity in this game. We're gonna, we're gonna um, execute it. Yeah, and you guys started the game. That that first drive was like fourteen plays. There was just a ton of jet motion with Eugene Trey Wilson. As a tight end, what kind of adjustment is that for you? Where that first drive was was Odom for the huge majority of it, but what kind of adjustment is that for you when you keep running those jet sweep and that jet motion where? you're not really working in tight quarters anymore against like a defensive end or, or someone on the line, but instead you, you've got to get out wide and block against, I mean, in space against these small shifty guys. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's all about eye discipline and speed, you know, um, uh, I mean, once you get your hands on guys like that, you know, it's easy for us, but the hard part is getting your hands on those guys, you know, cause they're so shifty. Um, so that's why they always coach us on our pass and stuff. We just got to stay, stay disciplined in our footwork and we just can't get beat on the outside. I mean, like most of the tight ends in the room, um, we all play basketball at some point with our frames, and uh, they always kind of coach, like keep basketball footwork, shuffle with them, don't let them get beat. The worst thing you can do is let them beat you outside or inside depending on the play, and, you know, and just bust the play. So especially when you have playmakers like Trey Wilson, if you can just get them a second to get around you, I mean, they're not going to catch him. So. Yeah, I feel like Trey, just something about him, just like once he touches the ball every play, I'm just like, oh, he could house this. Just like no matter what position he's in, it's just, it's just, I feel like he could house it. Um, and not to say that he's as good as this player because this player is a very good, very good professional. But I feel like every time I, t- everyone wants to make the Percy Harvin comparison. I feel like every time I see Trey touch the ball, just his literal movements remind me of like Odell. Just, just when he caught on the sideline specifically and he like caught on the sideline on third down, he did like a little dance. It's just like reminded me of Odell, something about him. So, if he could be even half that, I'll be thrilled about it. Um, a, a couple of times against Tennessee, you were pass blocking where you had to come across the formation to do it. How tough is that? Because those edge defenders are obviously not waiting for you to get there. You've got to get across the entire line and in spot and still be able to like anchor down and hold your ground. So how tough is that for you just, just to be able to get there? Yeah, I mean, that's for sure, man. Um, especially in this league, you got some specimens on that line. Um, it all just comes down to knowing your assignment. Um, and, I mean, they know once you slice back what's happening, so they try to confuse you. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you just got to know your assignment, stay there. And once you once you get your hands on him, you know, and even if you don't, even if you come across you miss the guy, you just got you have to refit. You just got to fight. Man. You have to strain, especially because you got to tie it in on a DN that pass rushes for a living, you know. You just got to – the biggest thing, it might not look pretty, but as long as he stays off Mertz's back, you know, then we did our job, so – Everyone should feel empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in case of an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure that you have the medication in hand and readily available. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. 
save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 by using code Locked On at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com using promo code Locked On. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. And in the second quarter, I don't know if you guys, I don't know how often you're on Twitter, but there's a coach Dan Casey, like breaks down film and he talks about play. So in the second quarter, you guys ran GH counter and your block helped spring Trevor loose for a big gain. You were coming through and just stonewalled him. I don't know how else to describe it other than that, but there was a lot of success just throughout the entire game running counter. And you guys even ran it more often than usual. At least it felt like you ran it more often than usual. Was that something that that prior to the game, you guys were like, hey, we're, we're going to run that a lot, or is just how things ended up working out in the game? Yeah, I mean, it was just the flow of the game. You know, we found some stuff that was working. We just stuck to it. And I know that uh, – I don't know if you watched the Inside the Swamp videos that Florida puts out, but they had Tyreek Sapp in that video just like, that dude is electric. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe him. What what is it like just just being near? Because he seemed so vocal and and fired up really the entire time. So how did that energy kind of, I guess, travel through the rest of you guys? Yeah, man. I mean, he, Sap's a great example. Um, you rarely see him be down, you know, especially in practice going against him. He keeps that game like intensity all the time. But uh, I mean, he just he does he does so much. Um, just, I mean, he's a, he's also a father, you know. Um, so, I mean, uh, he just exemplifies everything, like outside of football, how to be a great man. You know, he, he's a great leader. And um, even before games, he just brings the whole place up, the intensity up. And, you know, everyone's looking to him. He's a, he's a magnet, you know. And when he, when he goes out there, that's one guy you're like, all right, I know he's about to wreck something. And uh, we get behind him. We can all do our job. I mean, he'll lead us to victory. And I know that these guys are on the defensive side of the ball, but which guys have kind of taken – big strides since you've gotten there. Cause I mean, you get to go against them week in week out. Like for me, like Scooby Williams this year for me, is just that dude took a giant leap compared to last year. Jaden Hill moving to star got, I, I, I even, I was like, Hey, dude, I, I, I was hesitant about that. And he's been awesome. So just which guys on defense have kind of taken these, these big strides, at least from your point of view. Yeah. So, I mean, um, let's see here. Um, I mean, this is this is kind of cheating, but I mean, uh, Jordan Cast Castell. Um, I mean, when he first got here, you know, he was the freshman learning and stuff. But I mean, right about when season hit, it was like a different person, you know, like an all click for him. Uh, another one I'd, I'd go with is probably uh, Miguel Mitchell. Uh, I mean, he was he was solid last year too, but I mean, he took more of a step forward and uh, he stays on the field longer. He has more of a gas tank. He's just he's he's pretty good at open field tackling too. I, I've noticed that he's also gotten better. So, I mean, I, I would probably go with those two. 
Yeah, I, I will ask this because Jordan Castell is like a, a weird physical specimen, not weird, but he's certainly unique in his his size. I mean, in high school, he was playing corner and in, in the man heavy scheme. So just what is I guess he bring to the table from your side where you guys are the entire tight end room is freaking big. But then you also have a safety who's rocked up. Nick Saban wanted him to play linebacker. He played corners playing safety here just. What does he bring to the table, just tenacity and skill set wise for you guys? Yeah, so I mean, first of all, he brings length, uh, length and speed. You know, you, you might beat him on a route, then he gets those long arms in there and jars the ball loose. It's just stuff like that, something you don't really see every day with other safeties, you know. And he's young, I mean, he's still growing into his body, um, kind of like I was last year. Like, um, I mean, so it's, it's just kind of cool to see him develop, knowing that I was in his shoes last year. Um, uh, I really, I really can't wait to see what he's like in two years. You know, he'll, he'll be. He, mark my words now, he might be a day one pick. So, I, I will, I will save this steel trap up here. Uh, so I will remember that. Uh, even after, last year, we spoke about this, and this is how I was going to end it. But I do have one more question after. But last year, we spoke about this. Who's in control of the Ox in the locker room this year? What do they play? I know last year was Xavier Henderson. He played a bunch of Rod yeah, Wave. Yeah. Obviously, he's in Cincinnati now. So, so who's who's got it now? <laughs> so, Ash, it's actually funny you say that. Uh, this year, it is a wide variety. But lately, we have a we have a player on the team, number thirty-seven, JV on Tombs. I don't know if you know him or not. He's a walk-on um, DB, and uh, he started rapping. So I mean, every time I walk in the locker room, I hear his music playing. Now uh, he's bust. He just released the album before our uh, Big Beast game. So he's in there um, shaking his head to it. Everyone's hyping him up. So I mean, it's pretty cool. Uh, I think his rapper name is Two Boot. Um, so uh, that's pretty cool to do his own music. But uh, I mean, it's there's really not a main one. Everyone kind of fights over it now because I mean, Hindo. I mean, because Hindo would put on music and he would vibe to it. He would dance to it. Everyone's like, all right, all right. But then someone else puts on something. It's like, hey, what is this? What is this? You know? So. Yeah, Javion. Uh, Javion's been on on the show before, so yes, yeah, familiar with him. He was here uh, after the Las Vegas Bowl, I believe, last year. Uh, so there's that. But I, I did want to ask you one more question before I let you go. Last play of the game, uh, Grammert's going to kneel, get gets hit, suspension. You, I'm assuming you guys don't care about that, right? Like I know that for me, rule number one is don't hit QB one has always been the rule. So just, just what is your, I guess, reaction to to the hit and whatever happened? And I don't know about you. I totally blame Josh Heupel for it. Don't call the timeout. That doesn't happen. But just from, from the player point of view, what was that last play like? Yeah, I mean, it was totally called for. I mean, you know he was going down. Um, I did I did hear that he apologized an APR after the game about it. Um, but, I mean, yeah, you just can't do that, man. I mean, it after you do that, I mean, what do you expect? That's just to walk off. Um, I mean, obviously, you would like guys on our team not to throw punches because now they're suspended for the first half next game, which ultimately hurts us. But, I mean, you, everyone also understands where they're coming from. But, I mean, it's hard. I mean, um, they are getting disciplined uh, within the team. Um, so, I mean, I mean, it was good, though. I mean, they're showing their passion for their quarterback and stuff. Um, I mean, it was just – it's just the punches, you know. And like, SEC's got to do something about it. They can't let it slide, you know. So, I mean, I understand both sides. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you just – don't hit the quarterback. You don't have those problems, you know. Yeah. Uh, like I said, like I, I know Napier was like, oh, we're going to discipline them internally. For me, the discipline would be like 
a hug. Like if you hit my QB, then then I, I totally get it. But thank you so much, Hayden. This is Hayden Hansen, Florida Gators starting tight end. Catch him every week on Lockdown Gators and every week on the field for your Florida Gators. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more Florida Gators football. We're going to talk about this matchup again. Charlotte for Lockdown Gators. I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants Country, NFL 33. And I will see you all tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.